Welcome everyone to episode number 120 of the PA Turn Pod with Rob and Joel. This is the week two review, week three preview episode of the NFL season along with Joel. I am Rob. How are you on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon-ish evening? I'm pretty good. I'm finally on the win board in the Fantasy League. I'm now officially 1-1 one one on the season. Very exciting. So, I mean, I'm not going back. I'm just going to see W's from here on out. Until our matchup in what, week six or seven? Week six, I believe, is when we face each other. I will have that circled on my calendar. <laughs> and well, I hope. I am one of. I, I, was, I was just going to say what you're going to say. Hopefully, you are what you are now, undefeated. And I can take that O away from you. But how are you doing? I, I'm doing all right. I'm 2 and 0. I'm one of only two teams to be undefeated in our league. I'm third in points scored, however, uh, by two. Really? Holy smokes. Guy in front of me, 294 in two weeks. Uh, yeah, so my Jeff's got to be up there, right? Yeah, he's, he's second. He's got 279. I got 277. Uh, my playoff percentage right now is 76%. I think I'm in you're the 50s. 50, yeah, 57. I don't, I don't think these percentages make sense. But there's only two people under 50. And we know that. It's early. N- numbers are weird. But it's early in the season. I'm still mad at Alexander Madison. Still upset Ooh. with Najee Harris. Um, I'm not over the week one performance out of Drake London. and He showed up now. Did you, yeah, the t- <laughs> did you know the top three fantasy players this season in terms of points are Puka Nakua, yes. Christian McCaffrey, and drum roll please. This is non-quarterbacks. Um, I think I know the Cowboys one. defense. Ooh. I believe Tua might be the number one fantasy player. Let me, let me just look it up. Let's take a quick look. This is thrilling. Thrilling here on the PA Turnpod. DeAndre Swift did pretty good on his first day. Pretty crazy. And I so dropped you, him like a bozo. Yeah. So I guess if you're going on standard leagues, those are the top. Tyreek Hill is number one in our league. Puka Nakua is number two. Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Mike Evans, Cowboys defense are the uh, the top scorers so far. And that's without a touchdown for Jefferson on the season. Yeah, he doesn't have one, does he? He doesn't. I would he know. Didn't get one against the, he didn't get one against the Eagles? I would know because he burnt. Well, he fumbled it. That's right. He did fumble the one. I, I would know because my to... ticket is just in the settled section with a, with a big fat L on it. Did Ad- Addison scored against the Eagles, right? That was him? Yes. Yeah. Kirk Cousins loved sense. him. Kirk Cousins went off last week. Cousins and Mac Jones, we'll get to them in a minute, but they are playing much better than their team's records would show. Right, and I'm interested to see what happens going forward. So let's start with some um, uh, no mailbags this week. Uh, some news: Charlie Manuel's family thanks everyone for their well wishes. Anthony Gargano of 97.5 The Fanatic gave an encouraging update that Charlie is awake and alert. Um, speech is not impact well is impacted, but not to the extent that we anticipated, um, which is good stuff. Uh, Ryan Howard was in attendance last night at the Phillies game. Phillies went nuts with the bats. Right. So if we're all just trying to impress Charlie and Ryan at this point, then the <laughs> Phillies are probably a lock to win the World Series. Uh, Aaron Sipos is no more. I mean... This is something we've been calling for for months. I, You and I could have been the punter in place of him, and I think people would have been thrilled. I mean, I think that that should uh, grant a soundboard for oh, this yes. momentous occasion here. Uh, is Aaron Sipos a free agent? Yeah! Does Aaron <laughs> Sipos suck? Yeah! Is Braden Mann my new savior? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, they released the Eagles released Sipos and elevated veteran punter Braden Mann from the practice squad on Monday morning. If you look up Braden Mann on YouTube, 
mm-hmm. the first video is how Braden Man sabotaged the Jets, which uh, to the naked eye sounds like a terrible thing. But really what it was is a couple of years ago, the Jets were in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes and Braden oh. Man made a touchdown saving tackle on a punt that would have no. probably led to the Jets losing and eventually, because later on in the season they won a game, eventually they probably would have gotten the number one pick and wound up with Trevor Lawrence instead of um, the Mormon milf hunter. <laughs> I see it. I see it now. It says, how this punter set the Jets back. <laughs> I'll take that man on my team any day, especially after watching that there. punt. Did you see that punt? Oh, true. Uh, well, the punter in the Bills-Jets game, how he kind of just like, eh, I'm going to try to kind of touch you, but also get out of the way. No, on I did the not. touchdown that ended the game. Oh, God, it was that, that set sports back. Uh, so it's, it's nice to have a punter here that's willing to make a tackle here and there. Like Pat McAfee. Yeah. I've seen his highlights. <laughs> McAfee would, lo- would lower the boom sometimes. And he would showboat after he did so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best soundboard we got. Yeah, that's my favorite one so far. Uh, DeAndre Swift is third in the NFL in rushing yards despite only accruing two touches in week one. So basically, uh, one week worth of production from him is equivalent to two weeks for a lot of guys early on in the season. Running backs are dropping like flies, unfortunately. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Jalen Hurts is the only quarterback in the NFL with a 70% or higher completion percentage and average target depth of at least seven yards. So that's also encouraging. That's surprising. Yeah, there. I think I saw seven guys have a target depth of seven or more, and there's only like five or six guys with a 70% or higher completion percentage. He's the only guy on both lists. So that's pretty cool. And, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Colorado winning a thriller boulder over Colorado State early Sunday morning, 43-35 in double overtime. Uh, the Buffaloes obviously were a huge favorite, 24 points, 23 and a half, depending where you looked. They overcame a late 11-point deficit, capped off by a 7-play 98-yard touchdown drive and a 2-point conversion to tie it with 36 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Their tight end came up huge down the stretch as, of course, Travis Hunter left the game yeah. with an unfortunate injury. He um, he has like a punctured lung or something, right? Really? Or, or lacerated something. I lacerated something. I didn't get the uh, update. I, I was, did you see it live? I didn't see it live. I was playing Madden as it happened. <laughs> priorities but i i turned the game on around half uh lacerated liver sorry good um dude he fell down like a ton of bricks i thought he was done though i saw the video after the fact so i watched the first quarter or so and then i i hadn't played madden yet probably like the first half of the first quarter up until i think the pick six and then like the next possession after and then i was like you know i haven't played madden yet this this game will be on when i'm finished and i put in madden played a little bit and then went upstairs and watched the second half at whew they looked all out of sorts, and the the kid Nicolosi from the um, state from Colorado State looked pretty good. Granted, every play that they ran was a shallow cross, and he was hitting his guy. And Colorado, for some reason, could not defend it. Was it you who sent that? The, yeah, nor they could anticipate it. <laughs> every play was just a guy running across the field to four guys. <laughs> yeah, here that's all I'm using. And Colorado State defense played really well, except for that one guy um, Kamara. I think that committed the awful penalty toward the end. Uh, disqualified um, too. Yeah, I got kicked out of the game. So, which is crazy uh, because were, number seven uh, safety for state lowered the boom on Hunter, and he stayed in the game. And you could see it towards yeah. the end of the game; he was the one that got burned for that touchdown yeah. on the ninety-eight yard ton, drive. There were a ton of penalties on Colorado State too. And Shadur Sanders, I wouldn't be shocked if he had a concussion as well. Uh, there was the one 
shot they showed of Dion after I think it was, it might have been after the touchdown drive, or uh-huh. it might have been before that actually. Uh, somebody rang his bell, and Dion on the sideline like pulled him in. It was and they were the announcers were like, well, this could either be you know a coach and a quarterback or a father and a son. You never know. Yeah. And Shadur Sanders after that he was on the bench with the towel on his head like he looked out of sorts. Yeah, I remember that. So I hope that he's okay. I didn't um, put two and two together. I thought maybe he got his bell rung because he got hit hard a bunch of times. And he, he obviously ran the ball a few times too. But... So Colorado came back. They were down 11 with like a minute and a half left. Uh, the, the drive was only like a, like a minute like minute and 40-something long. Like They went down the field fast. It was a beautiful punt scored... to set them up yeah. down to the oh, it was two. a great punt, yeah. They scored in overtime, got the extra point. Colorado State, I was actually surprised, didn't go for two. When they in the beginning, right? back with the touchdown. Yeah, I thought they were going to go for two that first drive and just try to put them out of their misery because I didn't think they were going to be able to hang. And then because Colorado State was the, um, like, I guess the loser of the toss, they got to choose in the second overtime whether they want to be offense or defense first. They chose defense. Probably should have gone offense, though. Put the, keep, the, like the, def- keep the other team's defense on the field and try to make them make a stop because they ran right down the field on them. But the, uh, the eight... Eight pointer and then they um they got stopped. Dude, so. I was maybe a minute, ninety seconds away from winning the biggest ticket of the month in the recent memory, and then this fucking guy Sanders marches his team down ninety yards and ties the game. Yeah. A couple of people I know who used their their live boost at halftime on Colorado State money because they were still plus money. I was plus sixteen forty. Um, oh my god! I was. Dude, I was golden. I think I put yeah, I put ten bucks down. I was golden. I'm like, I'm winning. Game? You took that before the game. Let me see. Or probably after the uh, the pick six, right? Probably uh, somewhere in the first quarter. It's ten thirty, exactly ten yeah. thirty. So probably uh, yeah, would have been probably first quarter pick six then. Yeah, sixteen forty. I was like, oh, I'm going. I'm winning. I'm winning. And then boom, then the overtime That's- was just nail biting. If I'm not mistaken, the pick six was um, Dion's other kid, Shiloh Sanders. Yeah. And I, I think they asked him after the game because he unveiled his uh, kid power rankings earlier in the week. Yeah. They asked him after the game if this moves him up or down the power rankings. He said yes. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Uh, so Colorado and Oregon this Saturday, 3.30 on ABC. This is in Eugene, Oregon, so the Ducks will be home. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> the Ducks will be home. Um, this will be the ABC game. One of these two teams is going to go home a loser and no longer undefeated. As it stands right now, Colorado's number 19, Oregon number 10. Winner of this game. I think we have six ranked matchups this week, which is pretty fun. Uh, you don't That's get good. too many of those. But um, this matchup is probably the marquee of the early slate. Uh, regardless, though, uh, Oregon is a three-touchdown favorite, 21 points, and the over-under is 71, so they're expecting another high-scoring game. Uh, Travis Hunter's absence you figure kind of plays into that because he's probably the top corner on Buffalo's and also one of their best um, wide out. One of the, yeah, one of the best offensive weapons. Uh, ESPN has this as almost a 94% chance of Oregon winning 93, eight. So sprinkle the Buffalo's this weekend, folks. Right, right, right. Uh, 71 points is craziness though. Yeah. Well, that's college football for it. Yeah. Right. Well, Although I mean, with the new, the new clock rules, it's not happening as often as it was prior. Yeah, you did. You, I think something about that, that you didn't like. I hate was, it. Yeah, you hate so it. So college football, it used to be every first down, the, the clock would stop until the, the chains were moved. Now the clock doesn't stop until the last five minutes when the chains are moved. You should do one thing or the other, not just 
Yeah, end it. Stop, stop trying to be too much like the NFL. Soon we're going to be doing the smaller hash marks, two feet inbounds. Uh, you have to be touched it down. I, I, I don't think know, they I, should I, do two two feet inbounds, honestly. That's one thing I, I would be okay with. I do... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of the fact that if you catch the ball and fall down, then you're just down. You don't have to be touched. Oh, yeah, that's Whereas stupid. in the NFL, that's kind of silly. I like the longer, I like the wider hash marks in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I love all the different schemes and offenses and stuff. But and you get more uh, wiggle room for an illegal receiver downfield if your offensive lineman blocks. You get a couple more yards in the NFL, yeah. so that's fun. But other than that, I mean, I do like that. There's a slight difference between the two products. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't Colorado number 18? They went down? Uh, did they? I can't imagine they went down. I'm this pretty could also sure. Be a mistype. I don't know if the polls even came out. Um, That's true, actually. No, they had to because Oregon's 10, though. Colorado think... listed at 19 here where I'm looking. Oregon's 10. Uh, I don't know what they would have been last week then. Oh, you would know by, let me see, the score. Colorado was listed at 19 last week. Oh, all right then. It's probably not up there. Oregon was. T- I don't think they came out yet. Yeah, that's probably okay. why. I about to say. I know the the college football playoff rankings when they start coming out. They're usually on Tuesdays. I don't know if the AP poll is Tuesday or Wednesday. Probably I think took a day games, off today. Pretty soon the games are going to start on Wednesdays, so they're going to get some some action and some action. Nah. Um, but that'll be fun. The Oregon Colorado game. That'll be Colorado's like biggest test to to date. Obviously, Colorado State was, but Oregon seems to be a juggernaut once again. And this is like a true road game. TCU is not really a real road game. This is a big one. If I'm not mistaken, this is also running in the middle or before a festivity on Saturday? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, your niece's uh, birthday party is Saturday. She doesn't know yet, but... your wife. Yeah. So I will be running around in the morning to gather all the things. We're very confident then, in saying this because she clearly does not listen. Absolutely not. But she supports us. Yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> let's move to the the professional gridiron. Right. Week two, the post or the week that was. The I'd week tell you that the, was. The season goes by so fast. We're already almost one sixth of the way through the season. <laughs> it feels like it just started ten days ago. Haven't right. won a ticket yet. Yeah, same. Packers and Falcons. This is a matchup between two young quarterbacks. Jordan Love played pretty well. Desmond Ritter sort of outplayed him, made fewer mistakes. A.J. Dillon was terrible. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson's uh, Christian Watson's absence definitely played large in this one. The Falcons won on a field goal 25-24. Falcons' defense is underrated. They can get after it. Their offense is pretty good, too. It's just Arthur Smith has no idea how to get the ball to his two best players. He is malpractice at best. Between London and, and Pitts, they, they just don't touch the ball. <laughs> I mean, London got his first touchdown in a while. Last he got his first catch in a while. He didn't catch anything the, in the first game. That was what it was. It was a catch. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, he, um, was, uh, he went completely catchless in week one. Are we looking at the Angels, basically? You have solid players. Bijan, obviously. You got London. You got Pitts. Can't seem to score. I mean, they're winning. Yeah. But you really can't seem to get the ball in their hands. I don't know. It's tough to find. It's tough to find NFL MLB parallels. Jordan Love, though, I I don't know. For some reason, when I watch him, I see it. I, I it's hard to explain. It's like, not man. I, it's the Packer, you know, system. 
Yeah, the fact is the Packer way. You sit forever. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you start forever. Play play a little bit, and then the other guy doesn't want to leave. Doesn't want to mentor you. Jordan Love in college was really good, but I feel like in college guys are running wide open all over the place, which is kind of why Zach Wilson's tape looked good. And then he didn't look terrible two years ago. I looked at his numbers. His numbers were pretty bad, but he didn't look bad two years ago when he filled in for Rodgers when Rodgers got hurt. Yeah. I know they played the they played the Chiefs in one game. They played someone else, I think, the week prior. But And then he filled in last year when Rodgers got hurt in the Eagles game, and he was slinging the ball over the place. He so was I think balling. He, he, he knows the system, and he's athletic as heck, so he can make plays with his legs more so than some of the other guys, but... And he's calm, we'll cool, and collected, too. Yeah, he's got a lot of poise. and I think that's a little bit of that coach-quarterback communication. I think that um, LaFleur kind of gets him because he's younger. Yeah, I think that there's a little bit of a mutual respect there where Rodgers, there was always questions of whether or not he respected the head coach. Rodgers and, probably and Jordan, audibled so much. Oh, 100%. And Jordan Love also leads the NFL in both passer rating and passing touchdowns. This, is, this was typed before the uh, Monday night games last night, but I'm confident none of those quarterbacks... Had a better passing game than he did. That's crazy, right? Deshaun Watson. What an awful night last night. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> a doubleheader of nonsense. Thank God oh, it fell asleep. Fell asleep at halftime. That was a. That was. If that was a doubleheader, it was the Doduo bird from Pokemon <laughs> with the two birds that look like they're just missing brain cells. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Raider, Raiders, Bills. Ah. <sighs> I mean, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, we saw this coming. But, man, the Raiders just couldn't do anything. Excuse me, after that first touchdown. Pretty Jimmy G-like game. You know, nothing special. He's the guy that you don't win because of. It's the guy you win in spite of. So, Allen looked pretty good. Gabe Davis looked good. Go ahead. I didn't didn't see the game. I didn't see much of it read some. I think I was paying attention to a specific game down here. We'll Mm -hmm. get to later. Yep. But I did read that Adams suffered a concussion and left the game. Oh, did he? I knew he left the game. So uh, I, like, I didn't see anything about the actual severity of the injury. Um, I believe it was a concussion. I might be speaking out of terms. Here. I wouldn't be sure. There's a lot of guys that freaking have concussions at this point. Because um, I had him for two touchdowns after he got the first. I was like, all right, bet. We good. We're good. Nothing. But uh, without Adams, I guess they can't really do anything. Renfro's not doing anything. Jacobs got stuff left and right. And it's a get-right game for the Bills, for sure. 38-10, and no DeMar Hamlin for the second straight week in a row. As you, you know, pointed out in the, in the chat, can't win comeback player of the year without touching the field. So we might yeah. be onto something. Two of might be getting comeback it. comeback player of the year if you don't actually come back. Right. Um, is he is he Ben Simmons now? Obviously without the, the drama, but I yeah, fuck I, I'm not going back out there. I don't think I'm... Uh, Oh, he did leave the game against the Bills. I don't see anything but a concussion. Uh, but yeah. be speaking of oh, terms. by the way, Simmons said he, he owes his fans a uh, a big bounce-back season. His fans? Uh, I don't know who he's speaking about, <laughs> but hey. Right. A bounce-back for what? The past three years we've been waiting for one? The summer workout. <laughs> the summer workout, baby. <laughs> yeah, the summer workout fans. Uh, right. Rico Hines, I guess. Um, <laughs> Ravens and Bengals. Oof. Um, Oh baby, oh I mean, baby! What trouble in paradise in Cincinnati? They uh, AFC North. <laughs> Jamar Chase is running wide open down the field. Joe Burrow just has no time to throw it to him, and all of a sudden right. they go zero and two, and all of a sudden hey, I'm injured. Okay. Oh, he's injured now. Ravens look pretty good. Yeah, he re-aggravated the calf, or apparently it's not. He's not fully back to uh, himself after the calf injury, but the Ravens, I think, 
kind of controlled this thing from beginning of the game to the end of it. I don't. The Bengals have not really shown much of much fight the first two. I know this was a close game, but I feel like they haven't really threatened the other team at all the first two weeks. And you they're are. both divisional opponents, which is concerning if you're a Bengals fan. Right. I think Chamar Chase also does not have a touchdown on the season. I mean, he hasn't done much of anything. I think Higgins had a good day. Higgins, I think, got his touchdown. That's about it. It is just. Ugh. What is going on here? I guess it's just the hangover of success. They did a lot of chirping in the offseason, especially yeah, with Kansas City. The 49ers of the AFC. Uh, <laughs> right. Lamar Jackson's look pretty good. Um, Threw two touchdowns, no interceptions. Gus Edwards had a good day on the ground. Aguilar with a big touchdown catch. The Bengals. Um, Mark Andrews returned. Jamar Chase had five catches, 31 yards. That was it. Yikes. Burrow was sacked once. Uh, mixing not really much. They really didn't do much of anything, honestly. That was just a nothing game for the Bengals. But... Looks like it's the Ravens' division to lose at this point. Early yeah, in the season, I, I'll stake I think that. So too. I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns put up a little bit of a fight, though, because, I mean, Pittsburgh, I don't know. They need a quarterback. Did we not see last night? That I don't was... know. Well, God, I don't know what the heck that was. They could be a good, yeah. a great home team and a bad road team, the Browns. I think the, the Browns and Steelers are almost the same thing, just really good defenses with nothing on offense. Uh, Amari Cooper, notwithstanding, you would uh, think. Uh, so, so what was that in Houston? Just a youth for Deshaun Watson, invincibility because of all his sex sexcapades that were that were hidden, and then they were out there. Now he just can't play like anything. He's playing very stiff because he's not allowed to get massages anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think he really had better weapons there. I mean, he had Brandon. If Cooks. I'm not mistaken, he had Brandon Cooks there. He had um, Will Fuller before he got Will injured. Sneed? every was he there too? I forget. But he had a pretty good team. Kiki QT had a good little run there. Was Andre Johnson it, there the tail end? Not toward not when he was there. They, they had a decent surrounding, like supporting cast for him. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins obviously helps a lot. And, you know, defense was pretty good and they had a somewhat competent head coach. So I don't know. I, I Watson not being allowed to be around the team for ten weeks last year probably hurt him because he had to do his own workouts on his own. And he really just looks like very rusty Still. this season. I know I know he played a little bit last year, but he looks awful so far this year. He doesn't look like a fully guaranteed two hundred forty million dollar quarterback. Right. Uh, so next would be the Seahawks and Lions. This was the uh, kind of a shootout. This was the the rematch of the highest scoring game of last season. Right. Uh, great game from Geno Smith, three hundred twenty eight yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. DK Metcalf, seventy five yards. Tyler Lockett, two touchdowns for him. David Montgomery, good game on the ground. Jared Goff, so close to tying the record for most passes in a row without an interception. He had three touchdowns in this one. And then he threw a late pick. Um, only seven incompletions in this game. He was 28 for 35. And he, he played pretty well. Monroe St. Brown had 100 yards. If I'm not mistaken, he might be banged up too. I saw a video on Twitter about him potentially having turf toe, so we'll, we'll monitor that as we go forward. Jesus. Josh Reynolds had a good game. Oh, yes, um, he did. And once again, Jameer Gibbs just missing in action. So I don't know what to make of this. I thought there was a holding that was missed on the final play when the Seahawks scored. Um, oh, yes. And, and I thought that was pretty lame. But all in all, pretty good game, fun game. Wish we were on the correct end of it, though. For their yeah. Picks. It would be nice to see the Lions 2-0. and Yeah, it would. And that was their game, but... I mean, so what is every every team in that division is? Uh, so the Bears are what zero and two. Yeah, Packers are one and one. 
uh, Lions are one and one, and the Vikings are one two. Okay, so that division's still pretty wide open. Pretty up for grabs. This next oh one. Oh my Chargers goodness. and Titans. What a waste of time the Chargers are. Just put them in a different <laughs> league. Justin Herbert, 305, two touchdowns, and no picks. They lose. No interceptions, and he loses to Ryan Tannehill. It goes 246, a touchdown. Derrick Henry, good game on the ground, 80 yards. Uh, Traylon Burks, three catches, 76 yards. He caught, obviously, a 70-yard touchdown. So right. <laughs> that'll help the numbers a little bit. Keenan Allen, ever since coming back from injury last year, has been outstanding. Mike Williams had another good game. Um, that's kind of it, though, if you're looking at the uh, the Chargers. I mean, I'm looking no at No Eckler, right too. So they had to yeah, deal with Ac- that. Eckler was out. Kelly was good. But, I mean, I guess he really wasn't good. He was helpful, but not that good. And in overtime. Charger defense just can't. They can't stop a nosebleed. They've been on. No, they were home against Miami. Yeah, well, this they were in Tennessee now. They, I don't know if they were home. They were in SoFi. <laughs> they don't really have much of a fan base there either. Right. They moved two teams to LA that had really like loyal fans in San Diego and St. Louis, and wonder why they can't sell that place out or why they can't get their own colors. It stands there. Yeah, that it, picture. <clears throat> that picture with San Fran there, just oh crazy. Dude, Which we'll get to in a little on. bit. Yeah, while the game was on, I even said something to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, concern, panic, or doom if you're the Chargers. I mean, Brandon Stanley might not make it to the season. They could keep losing. I, I don't know what they're doing there. I mean, the weird thing is they bring in Kellen Moore, and the offense looks the exact same as it did last year. It's just high-flying. They're scoring all over the place. You can't bring him in and expect the defense all of a sudden to be figured out. they got to figure that out now. You just paid Justin Herbert, so make it happen. I don't understand. I really don't. I don't either. Uh, another team somehow floating above water here is the Buccaneers. They're two and zero. Underrated two and zero. Justin Fields stinks. Baker Mayfield once again finding a way to win. Uh, he's two and zero for the Bucks. That defense is still good. And I believe after the game was Levante David went on uh, Instagram and said, "I'm an idiot for trying to leave in the first place." I love it here. This team is great. <laughs> how what, I that I've got to be honest with you, I became a pretty like a bigger fan of him after that because how often do you see an athlete go oh i actually regret asking for a trade right. outside of like fur on cork moss um <laughs> twice but yeah um, it, the, the bears running game is not existing they got 67 yards from roshan johnson and khalil herbert on 11 carries um justin fields can't read a defense he's like floyd mayweather trying to read a book and i mean they bring in dj Moore, and he probably thinks he's still in carolina with the way the offense is moving mike evans a huge right. day almost 200 yards for him Rashad White, 73 and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield, 317. He's had two good weeks. And the Eagles got to prepare for him. Baker Mayfield, the fountain of youth, basically. Even though he's not yes. an old head, but my goodness. Turning back yeah. the clock and turning heads here. Figuring it out. He's He's been good the first two weeks. Granted, he's not, he's not against you know 85 Bears, but Bears' defense is still pretty good. They put a lot of um, resources into that defense this offseason. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is it... I think you also sent a picture, or not even a picture, a tweet comparing uh, Justin Fields' 26 starts versus Trubisky's career. Oh, Trubisky, yeah. Trubisky's numbers were better his first 26 starts. <laughs> oh, that's what it was, first 26. It's my Something like that. Whatever, whatever, whatever it was, it might have been 16. Um, but Justin Fields Trubisky also, struggling. I mean, Fields sat for about half a season. Trubisky sat for almost the whole thing their rookie years. And Trubisky was not even allowed to throw the ball. There was games where he only had like nine attempts. His rookie year in Chicago. Mitch Trubisky. Pretty rough. Bears can't so, find a quarterback uh, to save their lives. This is the uh, the 12th straight game that the Bears have allowed 25 or more points. 
uh, in a 12-game losing streak. First team in NFL Oof. history to lose 12 straight games, allowing 25 or more points in each game. Justin Fields has been sacked 10 times in the first two games. He's got a pick six in both, and they face Kansas City next week. So book it. I'm thr- I got to see the line on that real quick. <laughs> you got to book that. That's got to be, what, at least 13, right? If it's in Kansas City, oh, shoot it up to 20. Oof. Yeah, that oh, team man. Needs, I need to bounce back, too. Uh, let's see. What do we got? What do we got? 12 and a half in and Kansas City. By the way, that next. was... Um, yeah, the next game we're going to talk about here, Chiefs-Jags. This is the only 1 o'clock game that Kansas City Chiefs play all season. The rest of their games are primetime or 4. And, brother, yeah. it was lackluster at best. Yeah, it belonged in the 1 o'clock hour so we can get camouflaged by everything else. What a horrendous <laughs> game this was. I, I'm at a loss for words here. I, I don't even know. I, I I didn't see much of it because you know Red Zone didn't have much. But I watched no one was injured. <laughs> from yeah, what Mahomes I know, had, of. Mahomes had 300 yards passing. Pacheco had 70 yards rushing. They had 70 from Sky Moore. Uh, Kelsey was on a pitch count, so made sense that he didn't play that great. <laughs> uh, Trevor, wow. Um, <laughs> Christian Kirk, one for one for negative one yard, 79.2 uh, QBR, which was higher than Lawrence's. Um, That's crazy. Lawrence got sacked four times. ETN had a like an underwhelming game. Kirk was really the only guy on offense that did much. Uh, Lawrence did make four throws that if it, the almost touchdown Hall of Fame came calling, he would uh, he would be there at first ballot. There were four <laughs> throws, two on one drive, where if they were literally just like a foot, it's like a like inches game away inches. from having both feet in, yeah, uh, but inches. unable to do it. I think Zay Jones had one of the catches. There was one to Ridley. Um, I think really? it was Kirk and running back second one to Jones. So tough week for the Jags. I think this is more of a reality check for them. Uh, the Chiefs aren't exactly an elite defense, but they do have to figure out how to win these games against good teams if they're gonna, you know, take that second step forward. Now, uh, worth noting, yeah, uh, in year two of Doug Peterson in Philly, Uh-oh. they also lost to the Chiefs in week two. So, if you want to look to some parallels here, this is still. Unacceptable. This is probably your best chance to beat the Chiefs. Kelsey's on a pitch count, as you said. They yep. just got Jones back after the holdout. So you didn't know how he was, even though he got a sack or half a sack. And disruptive. And this is your home opener. Show out, ball out, and you can only muster up three field goals. I there mean you held them fans there too. You held them to seventeen points, which is impressive in itself, but that might be the lowest that they score all season. Yeah, honestly. But that was just lackluster. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, a little bit, uh, very underwhelming on the on behalf of the Jags. I, I I was hoping to see a little bit more from them. I thought this was going to be their coming out party. Like this is the game where, oh wow, yeah, they're for real. They stumbled. They're, they're, they're <laughs> not. Um, snooze fest of the day. Colts Texans. Um, forget who won this. Uh, Colts. Uh, oh, the Colts did. That's right. Texans stink. Anthony Richardson two rushing touchdowns, and then he got injured, uh, and then uh. As the great Mike Francesa would call him, Michel came in. Michel. Uh, Gardner Minshew came in and kind of finished the deal. Texans stink, but their defense is definitely feisty. Um, Minshew threw still for 171. Yeah. Zach Moss, 88 yards on the ground. Pittman, 56 yards. I mean, C.J. Stroud now has more 300-yard passing games than Justin Fields in the NFL. <laughs> oh my God. Which sounds, is a stat that sounds fake, but it's not. <laughs> C.J. Stroud is officially better than Justin Fields. That sounds mean-spirited, and it should be, actually. Yeah. No, ex- no excuse for Justin Fields. 
How about Nico Collins? 146. It's already halfway to his career high in yards. <laughs> so, yeah, this game. I mean, last year when these two face off, it was the first draw. That, and that was with Matt Ryan. They drew. Robert, Robert Woods is a Texan. How about that? Yeah. What a fall from grace. But yeah, what a, what establishes a their offense. Pretty cool, though. John Mechie came and got his first catch in the NFL. Um, a year after being diagnosed with a, I think he got diagnosed with a form of like leukemia or something. Really? So him coming back and playing is really cool. He was a big name at Bama, so I mean, there's a chance that he turns into a stud. And C.J. Stroud has his guy there, but hopefully that was one silver lining for the Texans. I know the Texans are in purgatory this year because they are terrible and they don't have their own first round pick. So I mean, the Cardinals could realistically wind up with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams if they if they wind up keeping that Texans pick. So. This is just a year for D'Amico Ryan. is kind of in hell, to be honest with you, for right. this year. So poor guy. Hopefully, it's not a short leash for him. Oh, I think they're. I think they're too scared to fire him too soon, because they know that he's a pretty good, you know, coach, and he's not really being given much to work with there. Kind of a life for there um, too. He played there. Yeah, he played there. He was one of their first like stars. Yeah. Uh, former Eagle. Forty uh, ers at Rams. You can flip the at there and tell me this was a Forty ers home game, and I wouldn't be surprised. There was a picture. <laughs> That you, I think you either you sent or I sent that you was sent. just all red, like legitimately. I know we can be hyperbolic sometimes about how full that stadium gets with the opposing team's fans. That that fl- that looked like a 49ers home game. Honestly, the sea of red. I called it. Yeah, legit. Brock Purdy sucks. I'm I'm not convinced. <laughs> he he made a couple throws in this game, where if he just threw the ball like one foot more, like two yards more accurately, that he would have had like 300 passing yards. He missed Ayuk on a go. And then I believe he missed Kittle on a ball toward the bottom of the screen. Or no, he missed Debo, I think, Debo. in the end zone. Debo That's what it was. And uh, th- there was one overthrow of Kittle on the near side. <laughs> he just threw it into the fucking sideline. I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah, he sucks. Christian he... McCaffrey has been great, though. Yeah, he's been sensational. One of the best yeah. pickups. Well, one of the best trades in recent memory. What did they even get him for? Probably like a fourth-round pick or something, right? Something, something's yeah, minuscule. Something absurd, yeah. But, uh, but Purdy's not it. I think that if they're going to win, they're going to win in spite of him versus because of him. That defense, yeah. Yeah, that but defense is pretty good, though. How about the Rams? I'm telling you. The Rams team. are good. I, Puka Nakua looks great. Tutu Atwell is getting open. Kyron Williams looks great. I mean, Stafford, as long as he's healthy, I think the Rams are going to be a competitive team. Their defense is not bad. I know that they lost here about 30-23, but their, it was close. their defense is not bad. Yeah, I mean, it should have been 30-20. McVeigh kind of slimed half of America with that back door. <laughs> you know, the Rams are getting seven and a half, and oh, he man. kicked a field goal at the end. I, the justification from uh, Kevin Kugler, the, uh, the play-by-play announcer, was, well, if you kick the field goal quickly enough, you might still have time. You can kick the onside kick. And but there was like four seconds left. Right. And even Mark Sanchez was like, oh, bad beat. <laughs> and it's bad when even the announcers are like flat out telling you what happened. So there must have been a lot of money on... 49ers in this game, and then uh, McVeigh got a phone call down to the booth from, uh, or down from the booth and from Vegas. Kick it, kick and it. Buffalo Wild Wings gave him a phone call and said, "Hey, look, we gotta let's right. do something about this." <laughs> right. Uh, the probably the most entertaining game of the the late window here, the Cardinals and the Giants. Oh, this for was sure. fun because it was fun watching uh, the Giants fans melt down in the first half, and it was fun watching them just not be satisfied with the fact that they won. Um, <laughs> it's a right. terrible game. Gannon showing that he... I think this was also Gannon's way of saying, hey, look, 
we're really good, but we don't need to be just yet. Right. We're also really good at tanking, so we can we can lose just as easily as we can win. We can, we can show you um, hi, some you know highlights of what's gonna happen in a year. I know from this now. sounds um, this is a weird stat, but Zach Ertz actually leads tight ends and targets this, which is surprising. Really? Yeah, I think he's got 15 through the first two weeks. But the Giants were Giants at one point this season were being outscored sixty nothing. It was twenty nothing card. Now, second half adjustments were legit, as uh, Brian Dable appeared to have uh, taken over play calling from his offensive coordinator. If I'm, I feel like I, I think it's Kafka still. I don't remember who the OC is for the Giants. I think it's, it's Kafka from is it Kansas Kafka? City? Okay. No? Yeah, former Eagle. Former um, Eagle. Naturally, but Dable he was cooking up on the side. Like, they, they were moving the ball at will when, in the second half. When you're in a zone, you're in a zone, man. And Daniel Jones took it personal. Barkley took it personal. That team took it personal. Yeah. And Dable really took it personal by just saying, fuck it. I'm doing this, and I'm going to call yeah. what I want to call. Well, we got to get I, points now. Well, it's like we talked about last week. If they would have lost this game, they'd been in big trouble because they got the Niners look, looking at them from afar on Thursday. This game was big. Jones, terrible in the first half. He redeemed himself. He had a great second half. He ran for a touchdown. He was driving the ball down the field. Barkley was running all over the place until he got hurt, unfortunately. Two touchdowns, they were, right? They were moving the ball really well, yeah. Um, you read the best to speak on the Daniel Jones roller coaster because <laughs> you you were just livid. You cute. were you were alongside those Giants fans in Arizona just like, what the fuck is this guy? And then he gives he had, you 30-plus points in fantasy. <laughs> he had negative .4 points at one point in my fantasy match in like the second quarter or the third quarter. And then he and then he wound up being the the top scoring quarterback I think for a week, thirty one points or something like that. Right. I'm like oh praise. Yeah, well, that rushing touchdown did me good. Right. That was a that was huge. He he played really well in the second half, and I think this is more of the Daniel Jones. I mean, this is not the Daniel Jones you should expect every week. I don't think he's going to go out there and just drive the ball down the field throw for three hundred yards. But yeah, the the way he looked in the second half is more I think what the rhythm of the Giants' offense will look like. Granted, they're losing Barkley for a little bit of the time, although yeah. he's listed questionable for Thursday. If they're without him for a little bit, Jones is going to be relied on pretty heavily. Matt Breida, as good as he is, he's not Mac Bark- uh, Matt Barkley. He's not Matt Barkley, but he's also <laughs> not Saquon not. Barkley. Right, um, right, right, right. But the, this is more what you, I think you can expect from Daniel Jones. Just like poise in the pocket, running when he needs to, but also making a lot of the right reads. Did you like... And the Cardinals fucking suck. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't believe they scored 28 points. Yo, they scored... Well, it wasn't 28 points, the Cardinals? Yeah, it was tw- 31-28, I think it was. Yeah, 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 because the field goal. Dude... <laughs> it was twenty nothing. I'm like, huh? And then you gave up basically twenty one points, twenty four points. Like what? Yeah. Straight again. You're a defensive mind. You gave up that to the Giants. Hmm. The Giants are the better team, obviously, offensively. Um, did you like the commentators throughout the comeback moment up until obviously they won the game? And this is why they paid him the bucks. I'm like, brother <laughs> in Christ. And then obviously Saquon goes down. It's like. Yeah. Who who was on the call for this game? Was this Joe Davis? No, Joe Davis had an early game. Not um, sure. Who had this game? I know the dude from Red Zone mentioned it once or twice. Yeah, because ja- Danny Dimes got the big pay. Cool. But you yeah, would, gotta... but you can flip that narrative in the first half and saying, "Damn, they paid him how much? You might as well pay that to Barkley." Yeah, and then obviously Barkley gets hurt. It's like, oof. This feels like a Kenny Albert or a Chris Myers game. Let me look who who it was. Because at Red Zone, you don't really hear too much of the announcers. You do a little bit. Yeah. Um, this was oh, Adam Amin. That's who it was at Mark Schlereth. 
Yeah, Mead's been nice. He does baseball too. But um, yeah, the, the Giants. I mean, I don't think that's the reason you paid Jones forty million. You pay him to right. like blow teams like that out. But they they paid him that much money because of what the market dictated. It was almost like the Bradford yeah. deal a little while back. It's like it, it just is what it is because of what else is out there. But a great charm and for they, the Giants, though. Yeah, that's a good bounce back for them. They needed a second half like that. And the, the Cardinals' defense, weirdly enough, in Week One looked pretty good against the uh, the Sam Commanders, Howell. and then and then Week Two they looked pretty good in the first half. So I think ownership called down and said, "Hey, look, we got to lose this game." Right. Uh, next on the docket, we got the Jets with uh, Zach Milfson at Dallas. Two of the best defense, I think, one and two, if I'm not mistaken, at the time. And uh, it looked good early. It was tight, and then all of a sudden the doors opened. Zach Wilson looked flustered back to the exact... Very, very much so. Uh, Zach Wilson just looked like a lost puppy out there. And people, I think Shannon Sharp and Stephen A were, like, ripping him on first take. Can't wait with him. I think Shannon Sharp said something along the lines of, he can't play, he can't... Play dead oh, in a horror movie. Yeah, you can't play dead in a horror movie. <laughs> great line. Oh man, great he line. three times. Yeah, he was. But granted, that's against that elite defense in Dallas too. So he had twelve completions. Oh, dude, they were have they were just a mess. Oh my god, they were a mess. Oh, uh, his well, if you take away that sixty-eight yarder to Garrett Wilson, it would have been one hundred and two yards. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, Prescott looks good. Cowboys offense looks like it's firing all cylinders right now. Prescott's just not making like mistakes. Pollard yeah. looks good. Keyshawn Vaughn looks, or I'm sorry, uh, Deuce Vaughn looks good. Um, I mean, Ceedee Lamb. What he had 143 yards this game. I mean, they I look pretty Gall- good so far. This I don't year. think Gallup did anything either. No, uh, one catch for three yards. But That's he usually heats up in these pockets of games, especially against yeah. the Eagles. He burns you once the, a year. Uh, the rookie kid scored the tight end. Um, oh, uh, Jake Ferguson. He scored. He's so, a good. He's a good. Uh, tight good end. shot. And the Cowboys offense looks like a pretty dangerous unit right now their defense looks elite too but taking take into account who they've played first two weeks quarterback wise jones looked terrible week one and wilson is terrible so i i think it'll be interesting to see when they get tested the cowboys let's see who they have week three just out of curiosity um uh never mind they got the cardinals uh <laughs> <laughs> josh dubs uh week four they do have the pats that'll be interesting and then week is they might not lose the game till freaking thanksgiving uh to the week Eagles. five they have are they week five? Uh, they have the 49ers week five, so at least that'll give us something to watch. Right. Um, that'll be like an early NFC championship like preview, honestly. All right. Uh, the outside sandwich of this Giants, Cardinals, Jets, Cowboys is another exciting game that went down to the wire. Commanders and Broncos. Knew? Yeah, and they couldn't show it legally on Red Zone, so right. you couldn't see the end of it unless you had CBS. So. Right, they kept mentioning, I was like, nah, Red Zone is fucking with me, right? And then it changed, like, all right, now yeah. I'm going to find it. They have some sort of a rule where you, if there's one game left and it's not the national game or something, they have to show it. You can't watch it, so it has to be really? on your, your local. Yeah, I forget what the rule is. They did it a lot last year, too. They would tell you to turn to CBS or turn to Fox and catch the end of the game. I thought it could, just because this game went over, and they're like, you know what, I'm trying mm. to go home. <laughs> We passed our yeah. deadline. Yeah, he's like, I, I've been since 1130 this morning. Right. Yeah, so the, the Commanders and the Broncos, what a fun game this was. The Commanders come you back. Know, come back late. I mean, they were losing early. Uh, Sam Howell looked pretty good in this one. Wilson looked better, too. Um, 
Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah. He was running 80, up and down 87 yards and a touchdown for him. Sam Howell almost three yards. Good showing for him. Uh, Russell Wilson looked pretty good. Three touchdowns. Marvin Mims. How about a good game out of him? 100 yards. Wilson was actually the leading rusher for the Broncos, which is a problem. Eesh. But late in the game, with time expiring, the Broncos, they heave it at the gun. It's caught. Hail Mary. Touchdown. And they don't get the two. So It's it's fitting that uh, Broncos lose. They're there and they don't run it. Yeah, right. Then again, I mean, he was the leading runner. I mean, you might as well just run it yourself. Broncos country, let's rock. That's right, right too. What are they zero <laughs> two now? Zero two. I wonder if Sean Payton's got his eye on uh, Caleb Caleb Williams. You think? I mean, he's got this this shell of a human he hates already. Is this back to back home games? I'm pretty Broncos sure. Broncos were Raiders were came they... into town. Did they? Broncos been two straight home games. I thought they played in Vegas week. I mean, four Niners were on the road for two weeks in a row. Yeah. Let me do a quick look here. Pretty sure they were in in Denver. Huh. Let me see. Uh, yeah, they were in Denver. Raiders beat them in Denver. Must be nice to start the season with two home games. And lose them both. Another another team that started the season with two home games and lost the Patriots in the eight o'clock game. They lost to Tua and Co. Uh, this was an interesting game because it was close. Patriots chance to win. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. As bad as we know Mac Jones can be, and as like unsensational as he is, right. I think he's doing a really good job with the players that he has there. Kendrick Bourne is his number one receiver, and Bourne is probably like a three on most teams. And Kasicki's sure. not very good. He doesn't really have a good running back, and he yards in week one. And then in week two, he didn't look that bad. He was making things happen, and he's. Still not, I don't think he's all that great, but I mean, he, what did he throw? 231 in this game, sacked four times. Leading receiver was Devontae Parker. Just listen to these names. Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry, Micah Sicky, Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Pop Douglas, Ramondre Stevenson. Like, he's not really throwing the guys that are really all that good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're even the running backs are not, I mean, Elliot obviously is a name, but... He's a shell of himself, and Ramondre Stevenson's not that great. So, I mean, for them to be in these games is pretty impressive because their defense is good, and they definitely confused Tua a little bit. But Mike McDaniel is such a smart mind. That play that they called the red zone to Tyreek Hill where they sent him in a motion mm-hmm. just to run the exact same play they would have run anyhow. I, from some of the analysis I've seen, it was really interesting to see how the Dolphins motion and then just run the same plays that they've run all game. So, Tua, Tua no. Yeah. Dolphins are going to be a problem as long as Tua stays healthy. I mean, they were a problem early around this year. I mean, this time yeah. last year, until the concussion, obviously in Miami. And they can air it out. And they can air it out. Another year with uh, Tua, Waddle, Tua, and um, Kill. That connection is blossoming right before I. Mostert all had a big game. If I'm not mistaken, Waddle was um, injured. Yeah, he did get injured. Uh, he injured his oblique and he left the game. So, but he was doing all right we'll in week one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. he looked great. He was a leading receiver in this game with 86 yards. Um, then we moved to Monday night. Waiting all week for Monday night. You can take over this one. I was asleep. This I don't want to. Yikes. Um, Saints and Panthers. I thought the Panthers' defense looked really good in this game. Uh, Derek Carr looks – look. he really looks like he's developing chemistry with the, the receivers there in New Orleans. Michael Thomas looked that great. Uh, they're obviously missing Kamara, who is somebody I think Carr will utilize a bit. 
Chris Olave had a really nice catch, a 42-yarder, where I thought he technically fumbled at the end because it wasn't down, but that was probably the biggest play from scrimmage on offense. Um, mm-hmm. Tony Jones had two touchdowns once Jamal Williams left the game, but I didn't think Carr looked that good. And Taysom Hill, once again, every time he's on the field, what he threw what one pass. He hardly ever throws the ball, but every time he's on the field, he carries it for eight, nine yards. So Can't stop him. Make it make sense. Both defenses are good. Panthers, I thought Bryce Young was okay, but I, I don't know. I don't see it with him, really. I don't. And he's not really throwing too much. He's got you know Adam Thielen, and he's got Hayden Hurst, DJ Chark, but there's not much going on. He targeted Thielen so much. I don't know if you caught that yeah. on the commentary in the first half anyway. But he's just throwing it. He, Thielen has the leading yeah. target. <laughs> I mean, that old man's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he had six catches on seven targets in the first half, and then only one catch on three targets in the second half. So he was and that one catch was pretty important. They did make it interesting at the end. Yeah. When they were driving down the field, the Saints were in almost prevent. Mm-hmm. And Bry- uh, Bryce Young was throwing the ball pretty effectively, and they scored. Uh, but they were unable to get the... Um, the onside kick, in spite of John uh, Johnny Hecker's best efforts, one of the better guys at uh, getting those onside kicks to work. Did you uh, did you see the little moment Sanders and Young had on the <laughs> offense? <laughs> yeah, Young was trying to see the defense how they were set up, and he was set up behind the guard, and Sanders tried to push him back to where the quarterback would typically stand. Imagine if that thing was snapped. Bad it's look. a free-for-all into the 40s. Bad look. Not a good look from your... But it's a rookie quarterback, but still. Yeah, it is. It's still, but... I think that they'll figure it out. The Panthers of the season are going to be a work in progress for a while. Yeah. They need to get him a number one receiver. Braided is going to get him. When they sent DJ Moore to, uh, uh, to Chicago. Chicago. Uh, we'll see. And man. we finish it up with the Browns and Steelers. This game had a little bit of everything, except for offense. Um, Watson, first throw of the game, pick six, bounced off his receiver's hands. Uh, Kenny Pickett, interception, fumbles everywhere. Uh, Nick Chubb, unfortunately, was injured, but his backup was terrific. Jerome Ford had a long one, and then he was running all over the place. Amari Cooper looks like he's actually got something left in those legs. He looked really good. He was uh, coming George in with Pickens a groin injury. had a big game, too. He was coming in with a groin injury, too. I didn't think he was yeah. going to play that much, and he showed out. He showed out. Yeah, sun, Sunday morning I got to my game, and I had a little bit of time. That was the first one there. And I was like, you know what? I'm, that was my plan. My plan was to get there, drop my equipment at the uh, at the dugout, and then just take a look at fantasy and have everything just set up so I don't have to worry about it. Because long, I got to worry about the one o'clock, whatever. Right. Um, I got to look at the half-hour drive home. I was like, oh, Amari Cooper is probably out. All right, cool. Let's pick up Allen Robinson and start him. And then later on, we find out, yeah, Amari Cooper's going to play. Joe mm-hmm. Buck was just like, yeah, I guess uh, – just Stefanski didn't read uh, Schefter's tweet, and Amari Cooper wound up playing. So, <laughs> I'm looking. At, I like your note right here at the bottom. Steelers look like a Big Ten team. <laughs> they look like they literally look like Iowa. They have the same uniforms, basically. They their defense scores all their points. They <laughs> the fan the fans were chanting to fire the offensive coordinator, and they're not too far from a really nice hospital. So. They, I mean, Steelers are basically, this is the Gus Johnson Big Ten noon game where he's, you know, it's Iowa versus Rutgers or something, or Iowa versus Illinois, and or Purdue versus friggin' Northwestern. What do you make about this division now? Steelers looked know. dead in the water last week against uh, San Fran at home. They bounced back on a primetime Monday night game. 
against the Browns, who look like world beaters against Joe Burrow. But then again, take that with a grain of salt because Cincy hasn't looked great in yeah, two weeks. Bad. I mean, Cincy's been discouraging. I don't think that Ravens Pittsburgh are blossoming. Yeah, the Ravens look pretty good. Um, I wonder about their passing attack because I think uh, somebody got hurt, right? Oh, got hurt. Yeah, Beckham got hurt. They lost Dobbins already. Flowers didn't do much, I don't think. Yeah, Flowers was kind of he was kind of out of it. I mean, they have Bateman still. They have Aguilar. Um, they look pretty good. Their defense is solid still. Yeah. The, the the Steelers, I think their defense is gonna have to win them games like they did last night. But that's hard. That's a hard like recipe to follow week to week. Is hey, offense go out there do absolutely nothing, and then defense do all the do all the heavy lifting. Pickett looks like a guy you cannot really win with, and to be honest, Watson does too. Uh, Watson has been awful. He made a couple nice throws. There were like some third and thirteens that I was like, ah, this is where most teams will throw it short and be content to punt. And he drove the ball down the field to the sideline for a couple throws, and I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, he's got the best weapons to throw to of any, I think, outside of Burrow in that division. But yeah, I don't know. If if Watson gets going, I think Cleveland has a dangerous team because their defense is really good. And even though they lost Chubb, Jerome Ford ran really well, and they're bringing in uh, their working out. Kareem Hunt today, so I think that they can figure that out. Miles yeah. Garrett looks dangerous on defense, and Jim Schwartz is just dialing up tons of stuff to confuse young quarterbacks like Pickett. So That's I don't his know. Recipe. Granted, if since he figures it out, all they need to do is just get in, and they're a problem, as we saw two years ago. Right, right. It's interesting though. It's two weeks in, and this division is out there with the AFC East. Yeah. It's Conversely, tough. the NFC East doesn't look like it's all that bad. Sam Howe looks pretty good. The enemy calling plays there. The, the Giants just came back. Eagles are two and zero in spite of themselves, but they Absolutely still look easy. like they have a little bit of the offense there. And the Dallas looks untouchable. So there's a couple. T- I love the overreactions that we all tend to have a couple weeks into the season. This right. is definitely one of them. But we we could turn around week ten and the Bengals are seven and three, and they're just like, oh, why do we even question them to begin the season? Right. And same thing with like the Eagles. They could be eight and zero, and Dallas could be eight and zero, but Dallas could be you know negative point differential or whatever and the Eagles look great but a lot of like fun development so far in two weeks real quick the NFC East mm-hmm. out of those teams how would you rank them I don't I would have the Eagle pretty low I they were very Cowboys, discouraging Cowboys would definitely be number one I think there's a chance I, I saw a power ranking this morning that had them one okay. I don't know if they're the best team in the league I think San Francisco early. if you want San to go Fran. based on what you've seen so far San Fran might be better, but I think Dallas is the better quarterback. I would go Dallas, Philly, Washington, New York. Uh, Philly not uh, – Dallas is at, like, here. Philly, like, a little bit down, then, like, Washington a little bit, and then not too far behind them. Why is that, though? Why Why do you have the Giants that low? Because of the Barkley injury? Or what it's you saw weird. from Monday for, for week uh, one? So week one was so bad. That's one of those games maybe you just flush down the toilet and forget about. Week two, it took a miraculous effort just to beat the worst team in the league. And you just lost your best player. So okay. I I think they have the talent on paper to figure it out. And they, if Dable's calling plays, maybe that's an adjustment that they go forward with. And, you know, they're back to what they look like kind of toward the end of last year. But I think Washington has quietly looked really solid. That defense is uh, pretty good. Defense is great. Harassing uh, Chase Wilson. Young got his first sack in two years. Right. Uh, Sam Howell looks like he's actually not terrible, even though I think he still might be. He still have Heineke the, in the cut, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah, they have uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Christ, uh, Acuna home run. Uh, Ugh, gross. That's discouraging. <laughs> We're gonna start doing that for a live. Uh, 
Uh, that's off of uh, th- who's pitching tonight? Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah, that sucks. Sanchez and Strider yet again. Um, but what's it called? Can't hit him. Uh, I think Washington. I mean, look at the weapons they have. McLaurin's really good. Brian Robinson. Still have Antonio Gibson. Uh, Logan Thomas, I believe, scored a touchdown and then died in the end zone. So <laughs> it, it's and then Dallas. You know, top to bottom, I think I think Philly still has the best team on paper, but I got to see it in, you know on the field. When Philly plays Dallas, I think if they were to line up right this Sunday, I think Dallas probably beats them. I would think so, but too. What do you think? I think Dallas is one. I'll say Commanders, too, which is flagrant to say. I'm just discouraged so far. Discouraged so far of how they looked, the Eagles, in the first half at least. Mac Jones, you let Mac Jones on defense just run run wild, and Kirk Cousins. Both weeks getting torched by tight ends, too. Hunter Henry week one, and then uh, TJ Hawkinson week two. Um, your offense, I mean, I told you then, I told you on the podcast, and I told my dad it, both weeks while we are watching the game, third down on anything to run hurts, run hurts, run hurts, yeah. and you get nothing out of it. It's just, what are I we can, doing yeah. here? I, I can't do stand without that. those. I know a couple of years ago when Doug was still here, uh, the year that like the entire team died, and they made the playoffs <laughs> very late with like Boston Scott as their starting running back. Right. They, they would run a lot of those draw plays on third down. I remember watching Washington game when I think they and the Giants game a few weeks prior, unless I have those backwards. And the uh, and the Dallas game that was sandwiched in between the basically side of the division in nineteen. Yeah. They ran a lot of those draw plays, and I feel like over the course of the last few years they've just kind of like relied on that too much. You, I know Hertz is not exactly Justin Herbert, but he, you employ him to throw the ball. And I know this isn't exactly a passing offense, although you have two, three great weapons and and two not so terrible ones with Watkins and uh, Zacchaeus. But you have to be able to trust yourself to throw the ball to Devontae or AJ or Goddard or even Swift or somebody out of the backfield on third down. These third and fives where you're just running draws without the intent of going forward on fourth is almost malpractice at this Exactly, and it's frustrating, especially back-to-back-to-back series and you're doing the same thing, three and out, three and out, three and yeah. out. we got to do something, Sirianna. Come on. Yeah, man. there's no creativity on the offense either. Exactly. Maybe that's the thing they're trying. Maybe they feel as though in the playoffs last year they kind of tipped their hand earlier in the season and saved and didn't save enough for the playoffs. Maybe they're trying to save some for the playoffs Maybe. this season. But I understand they've won the games by themselves. Week two a little bit because of the off- the off- struggles of the Vikings, but... They need to, you know, before too late, they got to figure things out. Yeah, for real. All right. Um, this week, uh, in our picks, I went an abysmal six and ten, horrible two and three in the TTPs, and I finally lost in the Survivor pool. So, no bueno from the Packers. They blew it in Atlanta. So I went sixteen and sixteen overall. You, Rob, had a tremendous week at ten and six. Two uh, two straight weeks. You were ten and six the first week in picks. I was uh, ten and six week two in picks. Um, you went two and three in the in the TTPs, and you won your survivor. Yes, I forget so who I, it was. Uh, still alive, I think it was a it was a sweat. Uh, it was the Giants, I think, wasn't it? Oh Jesus, you sweated that yeah, one out. I think it was. Yeah, I thought this was <laughs> the one week I could use them. And then you are twenty and twelve, sir, overall. So impressive start. Two weeks in. You're killing it in the fantasy. You're killing it in the podcast weekly. If you remember, <laughs> if you remember last year, you made a you made a big deal about my prowess on primetime games. 
Yes. We're both like under 500 on them. I think I'm like two in primetime games. <laughs> oh, man. I think I was, I think I ran away from it from start to finish. Yeah. It was a great yeah, kinda, year for me. You kicked my butt total in picks last year. I'm using my head more this year. Yeah. As opposed to just going, oh, this is what this person on the internet thinks. I'm going to tail that. <laughs> I'm just going with my head. If I go 10 and 6 the rest of the way, I'm basically, I'm a playoff team. <laughs> right. And you use these for your uh, FanDuel ticket. We'll win some money. We'll probably go to WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what? I got to double check. I I was in a close one. I did a, one of these pools where I put up. Um, uh, I did one of these pools where you, uh, you throw up 10 bucks and pick the winners of every game. Yeah. And I was told it came down to Monday and I was one of the teams in it. Ooh. So I got to figure out if I got, if I lost, I probably picked Cleveland and that probably screwed me. Oh, I got to figure out. Don't worry. I think I put I put money on Cleveland too, and they burned me. Yeah. And it would have chubbed touchdown, which oh. really really was sickening. Let's do a quick TNF preview and then get out of here. Um, Giants and Niners this week. That'll be uh, Thursday in San Francisco. If I'm not mistaken, that is the home opener for the Niners. Yes, well, sir. The like the physical home opener for the Niners, even though they're the home. They had a LA. home away from home last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah their fans are traveling with them. Uh, San Francisco, this opens up at 10, which is surprising, over under 44 and a half. Um, the four, I feel like, is a little bit of an overreaction. First yeah. of all, it's a, it's a third, it's the only game on, so they can't afford to have it be a blowout. They can't afford to not have eyeballs. Um, by the way, the Eagles game last week was the highest, um, like the highest, like Thursday. watched Thursday night game since they moved to Amazon. So fascinating. Eagles, baby. We just oh, bring well, it. while we're on the while we're on the subject of ratings, because I'm going to forget. Um, Go ahead. Eight million people watched the Colorado Colorado State game, uh, comparing that to about one to two million, which typically watch those ten thirty games on ESPN. So Prime is doing his thing. Dude, not only that, but most celebrities were out there. The Rock was out there. Offset was out there. Yeah. Well, Chauncey Bellows the, was there. <laughs> they were talking about offsetting penalties, and the camera showed Offset. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty awesome. So right there. Who, who you got in this one? <laughs> Niners and Giants. Uh, give me 49ers on a short week. Giants came off an emotional comeback for win. Yeah. At minus 10, though? Don't love it. I'm indifferent. I like it because they're home opening. They're going to come out guns are blazing. But 10 points? I think after the what we keep it close. after what we just saw, San Fran versus the Rams, I don't trust Vegas. Yeah, I'm not touching that line at all. And the Eagles, for what it's worth, the Eagles were seven point favorites and they won by six. So, oh, Jesus, tough one. I'm gonna go 49ers as well. I think on a short week, it just benefits the team with more talent. And uh, the Giants home. are a little little banged up. Daniel Jones ran the ball a bunch last week. Barkley is out, so or Barkley is questionable. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm going to go Niners. This is not a knock on the Giants. I think it's just a short week. I tend to favor the team that I think is just better. I don't understand these these Thursday games where the team has to travel that far on a short week. Yeah, I think they're just staying out there because uh, there's no sense in them coming Arizona? all the way back to the East Coast and then they just nah, stay in like to. Glendale. I mean, they're like two hours away from like an hour away from where we're going to end up being. There's no sense in flying five hours back and then going right back. That's true, that's true. I wouldn't be surprised if they are just staying out there. I feel like I heard something on the radio last week about it. That would make sense. Man, coming from the logistics part of loading that plane, God, that must have been death of heavy, heavy uh, 
heavy plane going to West Coast. Yeah, trip. the Giants are staying out there. All right, that's good then. Good for them. Yeah, they're staying out west. Good for them. So that's smart, honestly. There's no reason to fly back. Never know. Yeah, to feel bad for those folks, you know, loading that plane. Right. Oh, I'm just looking at it from that aspect. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. just death. Heavy plane. Speaking of heavy Twice planes, here comes hockey coming in at the end of the month. Dreading that. Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, dreading and it. And you got the MLB playoffs. Just wait for the uh, the Equinox. And then the basketball. Oh, Sixers. At least basketball, it's like one-third of the people. Yeah. There's like, well, except now there's like 15 coaches. It's crazy. They're going to make the benches longer. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Sit on the floor. Let's go into some quick uh, baseball. Yeah. Go for it. The Phillies defeated the Braves last night in a home run derby. Kyle Schwarber <laughs> hit a ball 483 feet. Second longest home run for any Philly the last two years behind. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber off of you, Darvish, last year in the NLCS. Um, Did the ball Bryce land yet? Home run? I don't think so. I think it's still rolling. Bryce Harper hit a home run. Johan Rojas hit one out. JT Real Moose. Put one into the seats, and I thought Zach Wheeler was really good, in spite of the fact they loaded the bases in the sixth inning. Yeah, um, he pitched pretty well. They needed that win last night. Their magic number is down to, I believe, nine for the number one wild card game with or one number one wild card spot with eleven games remaining on the schedule, including ten. they are, um, I believe, losing at the moment. One nothing to Acuna. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. We got Sanchez and Strider tonight. I believe Nola. Uh, I think Nola's tomorrow, right? Uh, let me check. 12-20. Yeah, Nola and Bryce Elder tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then the, they come back to Philly on Thursday. They get Suarez and uh, Trevor McGill followed the by Quintana Walker. So I'm cool with it. I mean. They got to take, what, two out of three, you think, in, uh, in Atlanta or – is one out of three sufficient? I, one I one out of three is sufficient swept, for so. me. Just get the magic number down. Hopefully the Cubs and the Diamondbacks and the Marlins keep losing. Honestly, right? Honestly, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll eventually see the Braves in the playoffs. Right now, it's just perform, be healthy, and JT get it get it right. And he got yeah. he got some pop, but that's not good enough. He does those spurts where he hits a home run, but you got to give me consistency. Yeah. I'm not blown away by the Braves pitching either right now. Strider, really? I think, is probably going to strike out 20 guys tonight. But yeah, uh, Freed has not looked good. Strider hasn't looked all that good. And Elder, he's not, he doesn't really do anything. That, he's got good numbers, but he, watch him. You're just, like, I don't understand what, how it's happening. And I mean, Kyle Wright doesn't look all that good either. And the bullpen kind of imploded last night too. Um, Tonkin came in and gave up some shots. And I think I think Kyle Wright pitched yesterday. He was bad. Um, so I guess going into the playoffs, that's a good sign for the Phillies. And I believe the closer for the uh for the Braves is uh is the hell's that guy's name the guy that was on the fucking he was in uh Rysel Iglesias Harper has like a ridiculous against oh, and they really? also have Kirby Yates so I mean their bullpen's not exactly scaring me what's this right, right here this is what the people want to hear oh Tony. fantasy football matchup oh Tony got his uh, surgery yeah Breaking he'll be news. ready to hit He'll be ready to hit opening day this upcoming season and pitch the following. I do you believe that? I don't know. You I, hopeful, obviously. Yeah. That's I'm beautiful. He can pitch before. I guess he can't pitch until twenty five. But see, why can't be, people be like him? Bryce Harper waited. I don't know how long he did till he got his surgery. 
This guy said, yeah, I'm shutting it down now, getting surgery. Granted, yeah. he's a free agent, so it's his yeah, bread is it, more it helps important. his case a little bit. Yeah, and he's going to win MVP again probably, it seems. And comeback player of the year? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, as you were saying, sorry to interrupt you. Fantasy football matchups in our league. Um, Joel is currently the sixth seed. What is currently? He... I was the sixth seed. Uh, currently the seventh seed. Well, that doesn't matter. He's up against, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Lewis, is, basically. Uh, our buddy Lewis. <laughs> Both teams one and one. This is the classic uh, get right week for you. <laughs> yes. No, no, you won this week, didn't you? But this is the get right because I'm, I think I'm scheduled to lose this one, so I need to. Uh, you're, you're scuffling. Yeah. Um, take you on the money line. And I lost I Chubb, so <laughs> it kind of killed my chances now. I beat, I beat our good friend Dave. I put up a bunch of points this week. Um, oh, shout out to Dave. And we have the, oh, shit. I didn't realize I was taking on the only. We have a battle of two and O's in uh, my matchup. So my after after this week, one will be remain undefeated. <laughs> yeah, this will be this is the Oregon Colorado game, <laughs> right? Except Number people two. actually know it's going to be on TV because they won't be starts. How do you feel going in there? Do you think you have you enough know, to go three and O? I think I have a good enough team. I got to take a look at Pat's team. You got to hope Danny um, Jones gives you thirty points again. <laughs> so yeah, Pat outscores me. By, uh, by 17 so far this season. He's got Herbert, Stevenson, James Cook, Diggs, Mike Williams, Jordan Addison, Kelsey. So to be honest with you, I mean, Kelsey scares the crap out of me, but most of his team, Aaron Jones questionable, most of his team I feel like just overachieved. Like Addison, you can't expect to put, uh, whatever it was, 20 points again. But he's been consistent, though. 16, yeah. Mike Williams, he's, he's boomer bust. Hopefully this is a bust week. <laughs> Although that's going to be a hilarious game. Minnesota against the Chargers. Oh God! Like it's just gonna be who who can lose faster. Oh, and three. Uh, James, James <laughs> Cook had a good week. Is it prime time? If it was prime uh, time. I think Ooh. it's a four twenty-five. Uh, no, they did us a favor with that one. Four, oh no, it's a one. Damn. The only thing uh, I got going from here. Ugh. And then I got Daniel Jones in a not so great matchup. Jose, I could put in a backup. We'll see. Bijan has been terrific. Madison was terrible, but that against the Chargers, so it's not a problem. Uh, Amon Ra, if he's healthy, I got Devontae against Tampa. And then DJ Moore against Kansas City, I think he'll be fine there. Evan Ingram against Houston. Kenny Walker against Carolina. So I think I, this is going to be a good matchup. I think it's going to be an exciting matchup. I think I'll be more focused on that than my own. <laughs> right now, <laughs> that's I actually... Usually when, that's usually when you fare, uh, I guess, uh, more favorably when you're not paying attention to your own matchup. I'm just going to take chalk up at a loss. I lost DeAndre Swift because I dropped him by accident thinking it was Rashad Penny. And then I just lost oh, you, Chubb. You dropped DeAndre Swift? By accident. I had to, unless it was in my other league. I dropped him oh, by accident. And then Jeff, I, I had to because Jeff picked him right, right back up. I'm pretty sure. No, actually, no. It was my other league. Oh, no, he drafted league. him. I don't, yeah, no. Nah. My other league, my other league. I'm playing two at the same time. I knew I dropped DeAndre Swift. I mean, so I'm pissed. in too many as it is. I, I'm. I'm in like eight leagues. For me, actually, I'm scheduled to go up 11, yet they, your fantasy over here has it as plus 10 and 8 for Lewis. So they have Lewis winning. Oh, what no, kind of he, shit is this? Uh, that's, um, no, that's the betting spread. Uh, I thought they, they, <laughs> the league just showed, like, we're going to go with 10 and, plus 10 and 8 for Lewis. I'm like, damn, uh, okay. no shot for me. Oh, no, you're projecting to win by 11. Yeah. I have yeah, Allen. Henry, Robinson Jr., Ridley, hopefully get right game. Shahid, I'm dropping not dropping him, but I'm going to bench him if I can get a wide out. 
Josh Reynolds has been sensational to me. What a pickup for him from Detroit. He's been nothing but great. He's been very good. TJ Hawkinson's going to be great. Jets defense, if they can get alive on New England, mm-hmm. we'll see. And then McManus has been consistent for me for Jacksonville. Yeah, he's uh, he's good, McMoney. He's a Temple guy. Probably the best Temple player in the NFL right now. And in, and in news, Deontay Johnson of uh, Pittsburgh has been on the IR officially from the league. Yes. So he goes in the IR. He's going to miss four games. Oof. Rough. Shame. It Tough one. Do you got any W's or L's this week? Um, sometimes it might be good. Sometimes it might be shit. Uh, <laughs> I do not, sometimes actually. Sometimes it be good. Sometimes maybe shit. No, uh, Baker not. Mayfield on third down this season, 20 for 23, for 201 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So Baker's Baker cooking. Mayfield looking good. He is cooking. I was surprised he left L.A. I thought it was a, a good spot for him, being the backup to Stafford. Yeah. You know, all those w- weapons at the time. He said, fuck it, I'm going East Coast, no state taxes. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going to ball out with, like, little to no expectations. And now they're 2-0. I'm going to give my W, and I'll send this to you, to, I don't even know this guy's name, Kylan Granson, tight end for the Colts. Uh, in his third year in the NFL, finally caught his first touchdown pass last week, and he did a photo shoot with the ball. Uh, he and his wife did a photo shoot with the ball as if they were, like, a baby. <laughs> and um, his... Um, <laughs> His Instagram caption was, after three years of trying, it's finally here. So, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Bravo. That's an elite uh, post right there. Yeah, very creative. <laughs> very. Very entertaining as well. <laughs> well I mean, yeah, we got a fun we got a fun little weekend coming up with the NFL and college. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm probably not going to put as, as much tickets as I have in the past two weeks. I'm going to refrain from that. I'll probably just do maybe a single bet here and there. And I'll yep. probably still be 0 for. I'll probably be on track as the Giants were 0 for 60 before I can get my first W. <laughs> so yeah, Well, I got to pay for flowers, a cake, and a bunch of other crap. So I'm going to probably refrain this weekend. Yeah. I say that now, then I'll send you a stupid $50 <laughs> bet on some game that didn't pan out on Saturday. If I, if I, if I go, you'll probably show me, like, this is what I got. I'm like, oh, dude. I like it. I might put some I took the 21. I took the 21 for Colorado. They're down 50. <laughs> right. What a mess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm 0 for 2 in cap in their game, so I'm giving up. Oof. Yeah, you were big on TCU. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, oh, no shot, man. Nebraska got it. 0 for 3, baby. Well, no. Oh, baby. I think you had to I didn't. T- I didn't take Nebraska. I was surprised at what was happening, though. Oh. But they're getting three touchdowns in Eugene, Oregon. I don't know. I'm not going to touch that game. I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> Enjoy it for the first time. Yeah. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. But that's all we have time for today for episode 120 of the PA Turn Pop. We'll be back maybe. F- no, wait. I think this is it for the week, right? Um, no, I'll be able to record Thursday. Thursday? It is my better half's birthday, but she will not be here anyway. She'll be at a concert. So. Oh, yes. Jonas Brothers. I'll be here. We'll knock out our like half hour just picks pot, I guess. Is that in Philly or is that in Camden? Uh, Philly. Philly? So yeah, I might actually Wells see Fargo. them. There's a, Phillies, uh, there's a Phillies game that same night, though. Oof. Yeah. She was initially going to go to Yankee Stadium on August 12th to see them, but she sold those tickets and we went on a honeymoon. So I think it worked out well. <laughs> I think it worked out very well. <laughs> I think it went okay. 
All right. Well, we'll see you guys in two days or tomorrow when you're listening to this on Wednesday. So uh, we'll be back Thursday for episode 121 of the PA Turnpod. Rob, sign us off. Yeah! <laughs> I wait till that's 3 1. See ya! There we go. <laughs> See you, everybody. <laughs> Later. That was gold. <laughs>